We have a special guest on the show today. He's a local hip hop artist all the way from Toronto. Uh, probably Raymond, thanks for coming on the show, man. How's it going? Good, how are you guys doing? Good, not bad, not chillin'. bad. Just chillin'. Chillaxin'. Like <laughs> <laughs> the girl we walked past today. <laughs> she's like, what'd she say? She was with her kid and she was like, you know, I'm just chillaxin'. Yeah. Chillaxin'. I'm just chillaxin'. It's the best way to be. Yeah. All men's are chillaxin'. <laughs> Start off with the first question you got. Yeah, yeah. So we wanted to just uh, get into a little bit about your music and stuff and your your background. So, um, uh, so obviously, music is you know it's a big part of your life. Um, how did you how did you grow that passion uh, when you were little for music and, and hip hop in particular? Um, it's actually a funny story. Uh, originally, when I started doing music, uh, well, what inspired me to first doing it, I was like in a grade two or three music class. Okay. And um, they were just doing those like vocal exercises do with a bunch of kids because they don't have any range or anything, right? Mm -hmm. And um, our teacher asked if any guys knew how to sing a falsetto, and I didn't know what it is. And then she just hit a high note. I was like, oh, I know how to make my voice. Everyone knows how to do it, but like nobody used it. Everyone's just like, no, I don't know how to do that, blah, blah. So I just did a high note. And then she's like, wow, that's really good. You know what? You might be a singer one day. I was like, fuck it. <laughs> there you go. And, and here I am. That's funny. Um, what would you say right now, um, actually growing up too, like who are your music heroes? Um, big music heroes, um, especially like a weirdly mixed list, but it's like, I'm a big fan of Kanye West, of course. He's a genius. He always shifts the culture, always changes the paradigm for people and really like pushes the culture of music forward. Um, I'm a big fan of Billy Joel too. I think oh, he's really oh, creative okay. and uh, everything that he does. And he does like a very old and classical style of doing, I guess, pop and mm -hmm. pop rock and stuff like that. And um, Childish Gambino is a big one for me too, especially yeah, coming out of high school, kind of like when he came into his own as an artist, like when Camp dropped and everything. And I think oh, yeah. that was a really cool project because the internet was like a really big step away from his original stuff. And that kind of helped me see how I could push my music and be more inventive with hip hop and things like that. Yeah, sure. Um, so when did you start putting out your own music? Um, like when did you start recording and be like, okay, now's the time where Okay, it's time to, to put something out so the public can hear. Um, I started recording and like putting out music in high school. It was mostly like remix and stuff like that, you know, like you just grab a beat off of YouTube, whatever, yeah. Yeah, Kanye, yeah. hold something me down, type whatever, beat, type, type, beat, yeah, yeah. Exactly. type beat, yeah. And then like you just record those and I throw those on SoundCloud. I started taking it a little more seriously when I got into university. Um, first song I ever released on streaming services was a song called I'm Sorry. This literally, I just linked up with the SoundCloud producer by the name of Swell, and I released that, and that was like the first thing that I ever like released seriously, seriously with my own song. I remember that. You yeah. remember that? Yeah, I bumped that. <laughs> so still bump, you still, it? still bump it to this day? It's my ringtone on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, did you have like a little setup in like your dorm room or something? Like, how did you go about like recording that? Did you do rent out studio space? Yeah, so uh, I bought a mic in high school because I was like, oh, studio space would be nice, but. I can't afford yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I'm broke, and this is like a part-time job in high school. And it's like before they raised minimum wage, so it was like ten bucks an hour. Oh, so yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I can. Have to I make afford to make be a rapper. <laughs> yeah, just get those like little uh, foam pads or whatever. Yeah. Maybe throw up a couple blankets on the ceiling and the the wall. <laughs> and then here, there you go. You have your studio. You get your studio. You're good to go. Boom. But yeah, I bought um a mic in like grade ten or eleven when I started recording. An Audio Technica at AT2020, I remember vividly. Mm -hmm. um, Wait, and then the I brought the USB or yeah, XLR? Yeah, I was going to ask them, that's the one we bought as well. USB, because I was bummy. And I was like, I don't know yeah. how any of this works. <laughs> that's what we use as well. So I was like, fuck it. And like the sound quality on it's like ridiculous regardless. I just didn't know like about latency or any of that yeah. stuff. So I was like, if it records, it records. It records. Yeah. <laughs> if it, records, like, if it works, mic. it works. It is a good mic, yeah. 
right. it works yeah. really well. Yeah. Um, yeah. It works for a while. Even Daniel knows, but that song that I recorded on it did really well. But like I brought that with me to university. And then one day I was like, I could do this or go to an art history lecture. So I decided to sit down for like six hours and just work on a song. Okay. And that's basically how I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Uh, and when you first started, did your family very supportive about it? Did, you, did they see your talent for it right away? Um, yeah, I think they were super supportive. I don't know about seeing my talent for it right away. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, like when everyone starts, there's like the awkward phase where you're yeah. kind of figuring out what you're doing, who you want to be as an artist. And like a big piece of feedback that I always got from my family specifically is like, you need more emotion, like blah, blah, blah. You need to mm -hmm. put more into it. Like, more, like more, back more, more feeling yeah. and emotion yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And that was like the main thing, like the main discrepancy they really had with me. Okay. So I guess they always saw... But like if I was like passionate about it, I could pursue it, but not really like, oh, like absolutely there's no contest. <laughs> he is the guy. That's funny. Did you ever get like when you're recording at home, like keep keep it shut the fuck up or keep oh. it? Oh, so much. So yeah, much complaints and stuff. Who the fuck yeah. is singing? Yeah. Who's singing? It sounds all right. It sounds good. You know this is pretty decent. This is decent, but but just please I'm trying to get some sleep. Yeah. Yeah, but no, that's the that's the number one all the time. It's like I appreciate what you're doing, but do this when people are trying to sleep or yeah. when nobody's in the house or, yeah. or just shut the fuck up. <laughs> the, the, best the best times are always like late at night. Yeah, like, that's when you yeah, feel the most inspired, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. like well, right before you go to bed <laughs> yeah. and you're like, it's like three in the morning. You're trying to go to bed. And you're like, well, I got to make something right now. And so you just got to soundproof the whole room. You're just sitting there like, might as well drop a beat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, guys, I'm coming up with an album right now. <laughs> 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 Um, so your first project, Just Being Honest, you released that in 2017 on SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, how was that experience in releasing the, uh, the full-length project? Um, that was really interesting because actually that was the first time I went to a studio to get like everything done. Um, I did that with this guy, Josh Hart, in Ottawa while I was still down there. Mm -hmm. um, did over the span of like three, four months, just kind of like figuring out everything, finalizing everything. Okay. Um, it was like my first real like studio experience working with an engineer and everything. So that was super cool. Um, it was also cool kind of like seeing like the jump in quality from like working with yourself and not really knowing any information yeah. to like working with someone who can teach you stuff and then run it back and kind of give you the full, um, I guess, experience of like creating a professional record. So uh, I started that at the beginning of my first year of university, but I didn't really know what I wanted to be on. It. And I was just continuously recording demos until I ended up meeting with Josh and he helped me kind of like, formalize an idea, keep the records that I really wanted on and everything. So it sounded cohesive and that's pretty much how it came around. Nice. So you, like, I guess that project you would say would be like more of like an experimental project. So you were, were mm -hmm. you still trying to find your sound or were you, did you have like a kind of a direction of where you wanted to go? Um, I was definitely still trying to find my sound. I feel like I had a bit of direction. Like I knew like what kind of music I want to make and everything. But like even then now compared to then it's like something completely different from then so it was like super experimental in that sense and also a lot of the it was a cohesive sounding project but a lot of the songs then it sounded very different from each other so it's like imagine like you're listening to a drake album you expect to hear one of three types of songs and if you play that it's like five or six songs and you'd run it back and like every song would sound completely different from each other so it was like still a very big experimental thing for me um, now, 2018, last year, um, it was a pretty big year for you. You released your other, uh, your other EP, the Trash EP. Yeah. And then uh, you had a pretty big single in Old Ways that you released. Yeah. 
Um, so those were two pretty, uh, those were two uh, pretty big, um, you know, records and then uh, singles for you. Uh, that actually, I think it helped you get a lot of like more performances and like festival gigs and stuff. Yeah. So I was reading that you performed at Manifesto in nine uh, yeah. back in 2018. How was like that whole experience? I can imagine it's pretty crazy. Um. Yeah. Uh, Old Ways is a complete accident. Um, okay. I literally found someone sent me their YouTube channel. They didn't even send me a beat. They're like, just look through the beats. Tell me like what you want to hear. And I picked like a random type beat. And it was the first one I heard. I was like, oh, this sounds cool. And I kind of like um, the Spanish guitar thing on it. So mm -hmm. I was like, this sounds really cool. I might try something on it. Um, made the record, um, got it mixed and mastered in Brampton. Um, and then like, I literally just released it. Um, I actually went to the Spotify offices that are like down the street. And um, I went upstairs and it's like a key fob situation because they're super like secretive about everything they do. But I literally went knocked on the door. I was like, hey, I have a meeting here. And the lady's like, with who? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Someone just told me <laughs> that I have a meeting here. So I was like, the boss. Yeah, the big man, Mr. Spotify himself, Mr. Spotify. And she's like, OK, let me grab someone for you. Obviously, like not believing me. Yeah. So I was like just a random kid. She comes back with a guy and he like sits down with me for like 20 minutes. and We just talk about boys like here. I'll give you my email. Like if you want to ask me any more questions, just like email me here. But like try not to like just randomly pop up here again. I'm like, we'll see about that one. We'll figure that out in the future. Um, and I ended up sending him old ways once I had put it up for streaming services. It's like this really cool. I'll send it to our curation team. And he ended up putting it on Northern Bars and um, New Music Fridays Canada. Then I kind of gave it traction. And then after that, like obviously like festival bookers and everything were able to see that. Um, and then I ended up meeting with a group of guys named Stay Out Late. Um, these guys, Tremaine, Scotty, Jay, Eric, um, Charlie, just a bunch of good guys. And um they liked the music and they had actually heard old ways off of a playlist, one of them. And um, one of them I had har harassed in advance. I was like, do you want to like give me a job? Like literally where he works. And he's like, ah, uh, he's like, I don't own this place, but we'll see about it. <laughs> we ended up hanging out for a bit. He was kind of my mentor for a while. And then um, through old ways, they kind of like saw the potential. And then they put me on a manifesto lineup because they were mm -hmm. part of the whole curator series. And you know, like Manifest is like South by Southwest where it's like a bunch of venues and they have curators who do each thing. Yeah. So they put me on the bill for that. And that was a really cool experience because I ended up um, getting to perform in front of like my first packed room, got to perform my own original music, like a complete set, like no covers, anything. And that was a really cool experience. What was your favorite part about that experience and, and also like performing in general? Um, I think of that experience specifically is like just kind of being like, oh yeah, I'm performing at a festival. like going up to a venue and being like, you know, I'm on the bill, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's really cool. Cause it's like really different for doing showcases when you like show and be like, yeah, I'm performing. Then they're like, probably there's 30 guys on the <laughs> bill versus like doing it like on a festival and everything and kind of getting to work with people in like a completely professional setting where it's kind of like always like tandem, like people are pushing each other to be organized and like be forward and like have their shit together. But I think like my favorite thing about performing really is it's like the second part of the creative process for me. Um, so like obviously there's the creating part. Then engineering has never been like my super big gig. Like I obviously like I figured it out and I started learning that more. But um, I feel like the second part of being creative as far as being an artist is like the live performance aspect because that's when you really get to show your personality. Obviously songs you can like be specific about your emotions and like moments in your life. But as soon as you're on stage, you can be like, this is who I really am. It's like like when Childish Gambino makes weird faces on stage or when Drake performs and he like only uses his right hand and people are like, oh, that's a Drake hand. It's like part of who you are. It's like <laughs> a those, Drake um, hand. <laughs> Do you only use his right hand? 
uh, I don't know if he still does it, but it was like a big thing. Like, uh, what the, like his mic. It's like hair? very like when he when he sing when he gets like really. In, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to explain. Like he emphasizes. I, mm. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. Okay, to I think I, I think I know what you're, you're talking, talking about. about. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's just like the most fun part about performing. Like you get to show your personality. You get to see how receptive people are to that. And like it's always like a different group of people, right? So it's like you walk in front of a group of people, you perform this, and you get to see how they respond to everything. You kind of like learn and adapt as you go along with that. And that's kind of my favorite part of performance. Did you um like leading up to that, did you have to like rehearse and stuff? Like did you like rehearse a lot like before or um yeah. Um I made the mistake of not rehearsing for a show once, oh. <laughs> like literally like probably like five months before that. And like I showed up and I didn't know two of my songs because they were new songs. I was like, I want to try them, I want to see if people like them. Oh, you know the And then I got on stage and I was like, Oh, they probably don't like them because I don't know any of the words. So they're like, what the fuck is going on? Just like, but, um, wait, so what did, what did you do? Did you just like like, I made it up. Oh, I made it up. <laughs> okay. But then it'd be awkward because like I put the instrumental and obviously I removed the verses because like I wanted to perform with just instrumental. But then the ad libs would come on. The ad libs would be like completely unrelated oh to what I was God. saying. So like people would be like, oh yeah, this is probably the song. And then like the ad lib would come on. They'd be like, that doesn't make any sense though. <laughs> so yeah, I ended up like being a lot more serious like my um, rehearsal and stuff. And like I'm the type of person that like before a show, like I'll spend like two weeks just listening to the songs like I know them word for word like no hesitation blah 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 then I'll do the whole performance thing like when I'm with a group of friends or blah blah so I can get notes and feedback on stuff that I could try and then by the end it's like it's never really like a set perfect performance because like I'm not like a Chris Brown type where I have choreography and anything but like by the end of it like I'll have things that I'll know I want to try on stage and it's kind of like an adaptive experience but the practice has to come or else like I'll show up and look super awkward and comfortable on stage. <laughs> I hear that happening. The people get up on stage and they just forget the lyrics. And yeah. They're just like, oh shit. Yeah, it's funny. Um, there's a video like when Big Sean dropped Dark Sky Paradise. There's a video of him at one of his listening parties performing with Kanye West. And he forgets the lyrics to the song. Oh. And Kanye West just starts screaming. He's like, he forgot the lyrics. I'm professional. <laughs> and I was like, I can't let that happen to me. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. Especially getting called out too. Like, never yeah. trying to like just sneak it by. You just get called out in front of everybody. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's fine if you know to play it off and like, yeah, they won't yeah. notice, but if they notice, kick on and they go, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> <forgot> his lyrics. <laughs> um, speaking of performances, uh, I think it, when it was last year, you went on tour, uh, the Getting Closer Tour, right? Yeah. Um, with Scamp and New City. How was that? I can, I can imagine that's pretty, probably pretty cool. No, that was insane. I had never been on tour or anything. And it was really weird because um, they're signed with Universal. So yeah. um, I, I'm friends with Shane, Scamp. Um, we met about, I want to say a year and a half ago, maybe two years now, now that I think about it, because it's later in the year. But um, we had been hanging out for a while and like working on songs together, still like a lot of stuff that we're working on. And like one day he just like texted me, he's like, hey, do you want to go on tour? I'm like, sure. But I thought it was like one of those things like where you and your yeah. friends are like, yeah, we're going to go on tour, blah, 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 we're going to take over the world. And then you guys just like yeah. don't do anything. Yeah. And like he hit me up like the same night and called me. He's like, okay, hey, cool. There's this band called New City. They um, want to bring me on tour with them. And they said, like, I could bring a friend. And, like, you're the guy I feel like would work best with me stage chemistry-wise. And, like, I think it'd be a cool experience for you because Shane's been doing music for, like, a long time. He's toured a lot. And um, I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, just let me know when and, like, what I need to do. And, like, I'll set up everything that I need to set up for it. So um, we ended up setting that up. And then, like, the tour was, like, three months after that. Um before the tour started, Scamp actually ended up getting a little bit sick, so he couldn't come on tour. So that was like super disappointing because we have a record that we were like, that like um, kind of personified our whole uh, our whole set and everything that we're supposed to perform together. So it was like 
kind of lame missing out on that but like i appreciate that he gave me that experience i had never been on tour or anything and it's like it's absolutely so fun being on the road i get why artists like there's nothing more fun than going on tour because like when you go to uh, perform at multiple shows in your city in a year, obviously it's going to be a lot of different people, but like consistently you're going to see like the same group, let's say five, 10 people, depending on how you invite people out to shows and everything. But like with this, you see like completely different demographics. So you're doing a show in London, you have like all these like college kids, but then you go into Ottawa and you like have all these like younger kids and their parents and then groups of like college kids because like more centralized suburbanly. So I thought that was like a really cool experience. And also like, I love eating out. So being on the road <laughs> means I absolutely never really have to cook. And that's just the best thing. I think I went to one place in Ottawa and I got the same chicken wrap three times within 24 hours. Where'd you go? Yeah. Uh, uh, I think it's called Zach's Diner. Yeah. And I got the barbecue chicken uh, wrap with the regular fries, not the home fries. And they have the best barbecue sauce on the planet. I swear to God. <laughs> like right now, we went to two of them down there. Wait, where did we go? Zach's Diner is like the one uh, right in the Byward Market. Yeah. Oh. Is it a popular place? Yeah, it's a popular remember. place. Everyone goes there. Okay. After like the late, I, I late just, night at the club, you go to Zach's Diner. It was open until mm. like four. Oh yeah, my God. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I was a, I was a, yeah, I was a little, I remember it now, but I think, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> so, so it was a good night. <laughs> yeah, it was a good night. It was a good night. I remember that. So, uh, sorry, you would say that like to, the tour life, you you get used to it, or you, something you'd you'd be. Yeah, I could definitely see uh, myself touring for the rest of yeah. my life. I know a lot of people are like, I like performing, but like I don't like the whole travel aspect, blah blah. Yeah. I'm one of those people who likes being on planes and likes being on trains and stuff. So, like being on tour and just like being on the road driving was a super cool experience. But I think like as it gets bigger and like more wide scale, I think it'd be like even a cooler experience. And I like meeting new people a yeah. lot. So like the chance to discuss with people and like meet different people from different cultures would be super cool for me too. Like even I'm a big fan of Anthony Bourdain and mm -hmm. like obviously wasn't a musician, but like cook, his right? style of like um, content. Yeah, he's a cook. And yeah. then like once he's retired, his new style of content was kind of like food journalism yeah. and a TV show um, where he like went around the world trying new food, but like specifically from the people who made it. So you like go into the boonies in like Thailand and then you yeah. like go into deep Mexico and like get tacos and stuff like that. So I think that would be like really cool to like see the world and kind of that way and be able to sit with people who are more local rather than being like, oh, I know someone from London. I'm going to text them when I see them and then we're going to go to downtown London yeah. and do what I do in Toronto anyway. Interesting. Um, so you've been uh, lately, at least in 2019, uh, within the past couple of months, you've been releasing a lot of singles. So, I mean, you released uh, Whatever You Need, Spark, Magic, and then most recently, I think it was a couple of days ago, you released Finally. Yeah. Um, so with all you, with you releasing all these singles and stuff, is it safe to say that there's like, you know, you put, can be putting out an album anytime soon? Can we expect it or? Um, yeah. So, uh, the, all the singles that I released were actually part of one project that I was working on since like three years ago, but then I kind of shelved it again cause I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with it, but I will be releasing an EP by like the end of the year. Okay. Um, it's called the get them to the Greek EP. Um, the new single finally is going to be on it for sure. I have another single coming up called Euphoria that's going to be out on it. I think I'm dropping it September 8th. I'd have to confirm. I don't know, but it's a Friday. It's like the first Friday of September. Um, I'm really excited about it. It's really new. It's very conceptual and it's um kind of different from what I've done in the past. So I'm excited to work on that. But yeah, all these singles were kind of like, I guess, prep to start kind of being more aggressive with what I'm doing, kind of trying to show myself out more because I didn't do a lot last year except for the EP and like a single that I released. So. Okay. 
That's cool. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> Lots finally. of music dropping. Yeah. yeah exactly. Finally. 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 <laughs> oh, I had Danny been waiting on music from him? Hmm? You've been waiting on music from him? He's been texting him like every day. Just ready Yo, to when, when, When's your next EP coming out? <laughs> yeah, I had to block him. It's too much. <laughs> oh, that's the reason, eh? <laughs> so are there any artists from Toronto that you would be willing to like, collaborate with? Or wanting to right now? Um, there's so many artists with Toronto that I want to work with. I feel like right now Toronto's like the epicenter of like modern music culture and it's slowly becoming like the epicenter of modern film culture because like you guys probably know like Vancouver's always been the place to go shoot anything if you need to shoot something in the woods or the mountains mm -hmm. and then Northern Ontario's always been good for that stuff. But now like the film culture of like developing stuff and like starting it in Toronto starting to happen. But besides that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like there's so many artists from Toronto I definitely would love to work with. Um, I want to work with Keyshawn. Um, he's a good friend of mine, and I'm gonna be working with him. I'm supposed to. I was supposed to send him a beat yesterday, and I totally blanked and forgot. Um, Scamp, obviously. Um, we got some records in the works. Uh, TC, um, and just like kind of like scaling up from there, because obviously those guys are my friends. So that's a little bit more accessible. But like Jesse Reyes is a for sure, for sure. Like one day I want to work with Tory Lanes. Um, who else could I think of? I kind of want to work with Smiley, and I'll be Smiley. completely honest. Like, I'm not the craziest fan of his music, but I think that would just be like a really interesting chemistry to see, like on a track. Um, Party Next Door for sure. Division, because I feel like they're very different from a lot of stuff that's yeah. coming out of Canada. Like, their stuff is more like electronic and pop based, and I think that's really fun to play around with. And there's just like so many cool things you can do with that. So I'm on board to work with like so many Canadian artists, but those are kind of like the first ones that come to mind right now. What's nice too is because you just like you literally just ran through ran through a list and it's like, man, there's actually so many artists that yeah. are based in Toronto that are are good and have, have talent. So it's really like it's a big pool of artists to work with. It's nice because mm -hmm. you think about it like ten years ago, I like honestly I couldn't I couldn't name five artists from from Toronto now. Like I can just run down the list and it's crazy. So Yeah, and it's such like a diverse group of artists now that it's like yeah it's like cool to see because before it's like you had like the top three and then you wouldn't really get a lot of information like small artists but like now it's a bigger pool where like there's so many different directions you could go with as far as collaboration and everything so i'm super excited about what's going on mm -hmm. it's interesting what the city's going to look like in the next like five to ten years mm -hmm. yeah it's kind yeah. of like you don't like you can kind of guess what's going to happen but you don't really know you don't, you don't yeah. really know it's yeah. just yeah mm -hmm. no toronto's toronto's growing and uh, yeah, I guess in both uh, music and and uh, and film as well. Yeah, it's kind of like the new New York or Atlanta in that way, where it's kind of like in its early phase of developing its global culture, right? Because mm -hmm. Toronto's always had its like localized culture, like you know, like the slang and everything. Mm -hmm. But like yeah, now it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But now it's like at the point where it's like now we're kind of finding our international identity. Like even winning the Raptors championship shed so much light on the city, where it's like. Crow Moz is now an international yeah, icon. Yeah. And you're oh, like, is that the girl that we follow on Instagram? Yeah. yeah. Oh. We, try, we try to get her on for an interview. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we messed her at least three times. Yeah. <laughs> like, please, Yo, like, we gotta get Crow Moz. Oh, you really wanted you her on, that, baby? You gotta get me on that. <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you get me on, get me on that episode also. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we were with Crow Moz and uh, probably Raymond. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just here. I'm a big fan. <laughs> I don't even want to talk. I was just Brady, here to look at you. Brady's just sweating in the corner. <laughs> We're all shaking. Like. <laughs> Are you stupid right now? Um, <laughs> both. 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 Anything you want me to be. Oh, <laughs> um, so uh, with 2019 almost coming to an end, do you have any goals or anything else you want to accomplish for the rest of the year? Um, mainly the EP. I kind of want to 
get more visibility with the stuff that I'm doing. So I want to work with a lot more people. Um, I've also been a person who's always been into different types of arts and like hustles. So I want to try like working my hand in fashion, um, acting, those kind of things. Like I did some modeling gigs in the summer for a couple of things. So I kind of want to push forward with that, especially in the winter. It's kind of like a hustle time in Canada and everything. So I kind of want to get my shit together as it was. And like, but the EP is like the main big thing that I want to do. I'm trying to get a lot of eyes on that and everything. Cause like, a lot of original stuff that I'm doing and it's like all like my own stuff like even like down to engineering I was kind of able to learn a lot about that in the past two years so that's kind of my goal right now awesome, awesome. and uh, for the people that want to check out your music and get to know you a little bit better where, where can they find you um they can find me literally anywhere just search up probably Raymond the probably thing is not a joke it's like literally probably Raymond I'll pop up first everywhere because I think the only other thing that shows up when you type that in is probably racist on Apple Music. Oh I'm not sure if it's a podcast or an artist. Like, I've never actually went under it. But yeah, probably Raymond, um, R-A-Y-M-O-N-D. You guys know how to spell probably. And mm -hmm. that'll show up on everything. Instagram, Twitter, Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever. Probably Raymond. All right, cool. And that's our cue to stop because it's a fan. <laughs> awesome. It's going on and off the whole Cool. Thing, Thank man. you guys for having me. Yeah, no we really man. appreciate it, man. It's a cool it. experience. I've always wanted to use the arm, so the arm, it finally yes. happened. <laughs> this is our second time using the arm. It's, it's a good time. touch, honestly. I like it. Yeah. It's a good it's touch. More, you get more room to move and everything. It's so convenient. Rather than just like having it right here and just like lurched over with the microphone. <laughs> yeah, it definitely makes more of a podcast. Uh, but yeah, we appreciate you coming out today and we look forward to uh, where you're going to be putting out this year. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was no nice problem. meeting you guys. No nice meeting you too, Shout guys. out Mike Upfold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it says appreciate it. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Okay. Cool.